Welcome back to our listeners. You are tuning in to the Be Bold Show for Women Entrepreneurs, and I am your host, Lori Carice. Today, I have with me Sarah St. John, founder and CEO of The Pod Planet and podcast host of Frugalpreneur. So today's topic is going to be the power of podcasting for business. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I really love the topic today, the power of podcasting for business, because this is becoming an element or a component of your business that you kind of like have to have now. It's almost like, you know, when I remember when I started my business, you have to have a website. Okay. And then people are like, well, if you don't have a website, at least have a landing page. So people are using like a business Facebook page or they're using um, maybe a LinkedIn page or some kind of social or link tree. But now people are starting to think that they really need to have more elements on top of social. And that would be a podcast. So let's dive in. The power of podcasting for business. You are on Sarah. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I guess I'll I'll give a little bit of my backstory. Um my entrepreneurial journey started back in 2008. I had had six different jobs that year, not at the same time, but throughout the course of the year and realized I wanted to work for myself. So I started a photography business, but I realized that while I like taking photos of animals, architecture, and landscapes, I didn't like taking photos of people. And that's where the money is. I was doing weddings and portraits, but the bigger issue was the expense to maintain equipment and all of that. So I decided to switch to an online business model, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I tried a bunch of different things like blogging, affiliate marketing, drop shipping. And it was in this process that I discovered all these free or, or affordable tools and resources and software that people can use to run a business on a budget. So I decided to write a book called Frugalpreneur, which goes over the different types of online business models and how to run them on a budget. And then I decided to launch a podcast with the book to coincide with the book to be kind of an extra marketing avenue. Uh, it was only going to be like 10 episodes, but I got more leverage and traction with the podcast than the book. So I kept the podcast going. It's almost been four years, almost 200 episodes. And so, it, and I'm all in on podcasting now. Like you had said, I have a podcast production agency and I've written a few books on podcasting. I'm working on a course right now as well. And, but it took over a decade of trying a bunch of different things to get to that point. But I found that podcasting, I mean, there's so many benefits to it, especially for a business owner, because it, it gives you more visibility and exposure um, even if someone's searching on Google, for example, podcast results pop up, um, and, and especially being a guest on other shows as well, whether you're a podcast host or not, I definitely recommend guesting, um, because then you're getting exposure to someone else's audience that they've already built and, um, and leveraging that. But I also love the networking and connections with podcasting. Uh, I've formed a lot of friendships, uh, joint venture, like collaborations down the line. Um, and I also love the fact that you can interview people 
on your show that you would never have thought that you could connect with. Like uh, some of the people I've interviewed are Pat Flynn, Jordan Harbinger, John Lee Dumas, Mike McCallowitz. I don't know if any of these names resonate with anybody, but they're kind of big in the entrepreneur or podcasting space. And um, when you have a podcast, you can reach out and ask the person to be on your podcast and they're more likely to actually say yes than if you were to like say you didn't have a podcast and you wanted to talk to someone to get advice or pick their brain or whatever you want to call it they're likely going to say well they're likely not going to respond or they're going to say no or they're going to say yes but it'll cost however many thousands of dollars for their time but when you have a podcast, you'll still get no's and no responses sometimes, but you're more likely to get a yes and for free. And and having guests like that also builds your credibility and authority within that niche or that space. Um, so I've just found that podcasting has opened so many doors, made so many connections, networking, um, now I'm getting speaking engagements, things like that. So, um, yeah, and I feel also that everybody is, it's almost like you said, expected to have a podcast at this point, like before it was, you need to have a website, which you still should, but it's almost like now you need to have a, a podcast. And I almost feel like everybody has a podcast now, not just business owners, but like celebrities and all kinds of people that you wouldn't like I think even Wendy's has a podcast like just it's so weird like what do you talk about on a Wendy's podcast but <laughs> I haven't listened to it I've just heard about it but um yeah I, I just think it opens so many doors and opportunities so yeah I think a lot of public figures have a podcast now and it, it, it's kind of fun to be able to insert yourself in that arena it's like, oh, these big celebrities have podcasts and, you know, um, news channels and the anchors and they have their own shows and you can kind of position yourself as maybe a, a, a journalist as well, a storyteller, you know, put, put out your coaching. But the reality is, um, you know, it, a lot of, I don't use this term very much. So coming out of my mouth, it's kind of weird, but the OG podcasters, <laughs> um, they kind of resent all these newbies just kind of throwing out new content because the, the reality is there is that burnout and it used to be a seven episode burnout. And now I'm kind of hearing it's somewhere between four and 10, according to Apple, Spotify and Google. Because before the pandemic, there were about 300,000 podcasts. Today, there's 4.4 million. And those platforms um, consider only 150,000 of them relevant because of them not producing past 10 episodes or not weekly. So, I mean, I like to say proceed with caution. And if, you know, if you're going to start a podcast, maybe call it a passion project if you don't think you're going to continue in two, three, four, five years. Or take up guesting, you know, just be that guest, get your story out there. The only downfall on guesting, in my opinion, is you don't own your content. So if that, if that podcaster stops producing or something happens with their show, they even pull everything down. There goes your content as well. So it it's a give and take. You've got to figure that out. I want to, I want to ask you though, what is the reality of earnings 
um, or earning expectations for people when they start a podcast. And and going back one more time, I think podcast has kind of taken over blogging, although blogging is still great because that, you know, that um, there's a lot of keywords that help you with the search engine. I think that's a little more challenging with show notes, but I actually want to ask you about that too, how that translates into show notes. But for those who are looking to start a podcast because they're looking to start a business because of their podcast, let's give them a reality check (laughs) on earning expectations. Because for you, it's very clear you're using your business as part or you're using your podcast as part of your business. It's your community outreach, if you will. It's a layer of your marketing. But the reality is you don't jump in starting a podcast and expend, expect a bunch of sp- paid uh, sponsors. Right, exactly. So the way I kind of look at it is there's two different ways. Like you either already have an existing business and you start a podcast to kind of supplement that, to get exposure, things like that. Um, or some people start a podcast kind of as their business, like a business kind of um is created on the back of the podcast. Um, I think the first approach is probably easier or more common. Um, As far as monetization goes, uh, I think most podcasters, most business podcasters usually have a product or service kind of on the back end or in the podcast is just a way for people to find you, get to know, like, and trust you and hopefully become clients or customers down the line. Um, And that's the, the route that I would recommend. Now you can monetize directly, uh, but that is more difficult. Um, as far as sponsorships go, I mean, you have to have tens of thousands of downloads um, for that to even really make sense. Cause they pay like, well, if you go the normal route, it's usually like, I think like 25 thir- bucks. I was going to say something thousand. like 30 cents a thousand or something like that. <laughs> it's really, it's really low, but Mm-hmm. The only thing I resent about that is, you know, that's the platform they're telling you. That's that's them projecting what your value is. I say, create your own value. Package this. Because actually, after my only fourth episode, I got a paid sponsor. But it was somebody I already worked with. I already had a built business. And I bundled it all in. And yeah, I got a $1,400 check. Okay for a podcast series. Um, It was guest spots and spotlights. And I also included like 501c3 opportunities. Like they wanted to donate and get exposure to um, nonprofits. But I already had a relationship. So I'm not going to follow the model that's out there through Spotify or whoever saying my value is only this much money. Create your own value. Mm -hmm. Get your own system in there. You know, bundle sponsorship through, Hey, I'm going to bring you in for a series of so many guest spots. Um, state, you know, you're going to join our virtual stage at our summit. I'm very into audio summits now. And, you know, you're going to get exposure on my website and this and that it's like, when you can kind of get creative and, and, and build like a cycle of, of many different elements, that's the real value. Because if you're only selling podcast or you're only selling radio or you're only selling clicks on your website, you know, you're you're not, you're providing a disservice to your customer and to yourself because then they're focusing on, 
well, how many downloads am I going to get? How many listeners? How many clicks am I going to get? Consider it a, a full network that they're 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 uh, coming into, not just a little piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've done that. Um, I was just going to say, yeah, if you're going to go the sponsorship route, something like that, I've kind of done something similar when I've gotten sponsorships where I'll reach out to the brands directly that I think would make sense um, to to be on my podcast, uh, or I already know them or have worked with them. And, and by doing that, you're able to usually get a much higher rate <laughs> than the typical. Um, and then like, I would include them in that newsletter that would go out that's with that episode and put them on the website as a sponsor, things like that. So like you said, kind of creating your own package and approaching either people or companies directly, if you're going to go the sponsorship route. Uh, And then of course you could do affiliate marketing as well. um, Like you would with blogging where maybe you recommend a particular software, which I tend, I do a lot on my show. Um, And then if they have an affiliate program, you can sign up for that. You could probably work out a deal with that company to provide a coupon code that's specifically for you and your audience that ties back to your link or whatever, uh, or create a pretty link for it. Um, Yeah, there's a few different ways to to monetize directly and indirectly. Um, I prefer the indirect route where it's like the products and services, like for me, the podcast production agency, but there are ways to monetize directly as well. For those who maybe haven't run their own business and don't see that full vision, yeah, they might be looking for a platform where, oh, I can monetize directly through that website. But, you know, I agree with you. I like I like the earlier approach. Have a full business and podcast is a part of it. Use it specifically for community outreach. And then if you can earn through it a little bit, also great. But use it because you need to be out there in the audio world. Right. I mean, we're in a world where, you know, there used to be just like, uh, you know, TV, magazines, newspaper, and now there's, you know, tons of social media and social media is more of a, a scroll where podcast is opt in and you can pause it and you can go back. You can keep a library. So what I really like about that is, you know, we've got you're connecting with different habits, whether that that's why I like radio for me, you know, I've got 360 talk radio for women, but we also have our podcast collective so that we're connecting with people based on their listener habits. Are they a live streamer or are they an on-demand listener? So I, I want to ask you if you don't mind sharing some tips about show notes, Oh, like, sure. how can you use show notes kind of like a blog to where you can really start capturing people and leading people to your podcast or to your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so show notes for those who don't know, it's, it's basically like almost a blog post, uh, but you know, usually with timestamps as to where certain things are within the episode, uh, it, usually a bio of the guest, their social media links and a website, uh, any resources mentioned, things like that. As far as creating the show notes, I mean, you could do it manually, um, but there's a lot of software out there now that 
helps with that, at least the first phase of it, like AI type of thing. Uh, Cap show is a new one, um, C-A-P-S-H-O, that that I have used a couple times and recommend. Um, there's a few others, but basically where you upload your audio and it creates show notes based on that episode. Of course, you need to go back and because there's going to be words that they misunderstand or concept, you know, it's not, it's not like a human. <laughs> uh, but I think that it's definitely helpful for like that first round of show notes and then go back with a fine tooth comb kind of incorrect things here and there. But um, yeah. And then just making sure your keywords are in there that like you think people would actually be searching for. Um, I think also this isn't directly related to show notes, but kind of um, would be like how to title the episodes. I've found that if you use a number in the title, like the top three, whatever, or something, some kind of number, for some reason that gets, seems to get more downloads or um, just something very like specific or curiosity based versus like, I've seen some people just title the episode, whatever the guest name is. And that's it. And it's like, who, I, I don't know, unless they're a well-known person, who's going to be searching for the person's name. And if they are well-known, what are the chances that that's going to be the thing that shows up? But yeah, definitely. I, I think you should include the guest name, but kind of more at the end of the title. Like I usually say I name the title, whatever. And then I put in parentheses with so-and-so. Um, I don't know. I've just found that that helps with whether it's search engines or people cl actually clicking the episode in the apps Okay. And how about, what would you say maybe are a couple top tips in mapping out a plan for a business owner considering starting a podcast to enhance part of their business? Because like I said, I mean, there's that burnout. Like, mm. so I, I mean, you, you're looking at, you know, designing a, a, a course. Mm-hmm. And while you don't need a course to just click and start, I think you do need a course for strategy, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it does certainly help you to feel part of a community and have a better understanding because you have no idea how many people I've interviewed for radio that, you know, in, before I connect with them, I have them fill out a little questionnaire. Do they have a podcast? So many of them have said, well, I used to have one, but it's on hiatus. And then I talk to them about it and they're like, well, yeah, they, they kind of shrink in their conversation, feel like embarrassed that they let it go. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you feel you might be that person that feels later embarrassed that you no longer record, call it a passion project. Give it, give it an end date. You know, mm -hmm. we need to have an exit strategy with all of our business layers, even the business itself. Do, your, do you see yourself doing this for 30 years? If not, what's your exit strategy? Are you going to sell your business? Are you going to dissolve it? Are you going to change it to subscription only? I mean, I've, you know, the pandemic made me completely revamp my business, but I think having an exit strategy is great. So to me personally, like if you call it a passion project, so you know, there's going to be a termination of it or, um, 
join a network where you're part of a collective and you say, hey, I was on season three of, for example, 360 Talk Radio for Women and their podcast collective. You know, you don't have to shrink and say, oh, I failed. I no longer did it. So, I mean, I, hopefully you you discuss that also in your course as far as an exit strategy. But how about a couple of tips in mapping out, you know, the initial steps of your plan? Yeah. So, like you said, um, you know, it, it's usually, I think, seven to ten episodes is usually where people kind of fall off. Um, I think 80% of podcasts do. What I recommend is batch recording and batch editing. You can, one problem with that is you can get so far ahead that, like, for example, during the pandemic, I had more time. So I was like recording a whole bunch of episodes. I had to start releasing them like one a day. And even then there was like a four to six month, like say I interviewed someone today that episode might not come out for four to six months and people get frustrated with that. And they'll contact you after like a month or two and be like, where's my episode. So I recommend batching, but in moderation, don't get too crazy. Don't, (laughs) but batch editing. I mean, there's, I don't think there's any rules with that. I like to edit because when you're, when you're batching something, you're kind of in the zone and it helps you speed up and get more efficient and I've just noticed that once you have started a particular thing, like editing an episode or recording an episode, it's just easier to kind of keep going and do five of those or however many. So that would be one suggestion. Um, Also with launching a podcast, launch with anywhere from three to 10. I launched with seven um, just to kind of give people that binge factor they're more likely to subscribe to your show if you release several right out the gate kind of like with netflix and how they release you know a whole season in one day or whatever um because if you just release one maybe even two episodes people might listen to them but it's not enough to really get them hooked in and subscribe so that would be another recommendation and then to just like niche down as much as you can as far as like what your topic is the title of your podcast um and then as far as titling definitely something that's clear and obvious and and even maybe catchy um I don't usually recommend unless someone's well known to have like for example I wouldn't have the Sarah St. John show because no one knows who I am or whatever uh, but I have the podcast title and then I say with Sarah St. John, that's totally fine. But unless you're like Oprah, it, it just doesn't make sense to name a show after you until you've, you know, maybe gotten, you've been around for a while and, uh, people know you in whatever space you're in. Um, so I guess those are kind of a few tips, um, off the top of my head, like for starting out. Um, and I recommend also kind of like, so I have a mic and headphones, you have, um, headphones with a little mic, definitely something like that versus just using your computer audio or whatever. Don't just talk into your computer (laughs) because you hear everything around you. And when people talk with their hands, you hear it all. You hear the waving and you hear the banging on the table or whatever. I mean, mine's, I have a more expensive set like yours, but honestly, the one I'm wearing it, it sounds about the same. 
and it was like $33 on Amazon. And it doesn't squeeze my ears. Like the ones you're wearing, like hurt my ears. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I love that. And I love that you said actually release like seven at a time. I hadn't thought about that because I actually just released um, kind of a subcategory podcast for our collective for the health space, because I've noticed, you know, it's like, you know, when you, when you, when you create your podcast and you go out to all of the listener hubs, they ask for your category. Well, you know, we're kind of, we're a, a mix of, you know, social culture, business and, and health. I'm like, well, I really want our health listeners to go to gravitate toward our health content. So now I've got the uh, 360, you know, wellness and, I only, and I did only drop one episode and now I've got a second and a third, but I should have dropped, I should have waited and dropped like three or four all at once. You're right. That is a really good tip. Um, I also want to shout out to all of you out there, license your music, license your music. Yes. I have heard audio watermarks on people's, uh, uh, you know, intro music. And I've heard people play Maroon 5. <laughs> and I'm like, I know they didn't pay the fee for that. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, please research, you know, royalty free, what you can use. And there is there are differences on what you can use on internet radio versus a podcast. So if you're going to kind of do a transition and bounce, you have to have a commercial level license. You can only uh, have up to five seconds before you speak. So do your homework. Um, yeah, take your course. <laughs> it's not quite as easy as, as as you think. And, you know, not that it was easy for me. I, I'm, a, I'm somebody who started podcasts during the pandemic. Why? Because I needed community outreach for my business. And I was not going to just suffer through it, not be busy. And I wasn't going to be afraid of new tech. But just like my event production business that I've been running for more than 14 years, you know, I learned everything in little steps and stages. Certain things got thrown at me at a, you know, every event where it came to fire code or pipe and drape or this and that. You know, podcast is kind of the same thing. You all of a sudden feel like you have to compete. Oh, I need some great jazzy music. Honestly, I don't think their music is necessary. They're not going to recognize you because of a tune, in my opinion. But, um, you know, it's like you, you learn all these things as you go. I don't think you have to really launch your first episode with a pristine package. Unless, of course, you're a big brand. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Would you agree or am I, is that just my opinion here? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, any music you use, make sure it's royalty free. There's a whole bunch of sites out there um, specifically for royalty free music for podcasts and whatnot. Um, and yeah. Well, because some people think, well, as long as it's only 30 seconds of a song, but that's actually not true. I've actually spoken with a podcast lawyer on my podcast about how that's actually not true about the 30 second rule or whatever. You I think can't use five seconds. I think at five seconds, you have to start speaking over music from okay. what I've heard. Okay. Yeah. Like for a popular song that's actually on the radio and stuff? I'm not sure. I don't even go there. That's okay. Huge. That's a huge license and mm -hmm. that you better get an editor and a firm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I think for that, I don't think you can do it at all. Um, but 
Yeah, and then don't worry about, like, from the get-go, everything having to be perfect and pristine, like you said. Because usually if you wait until things are perfect, which, when are things ever actually perfect? But if you wait till it's perfect, in your opinion, it's never going to happen. So launch, you know, as best as you can uh, starting out. But, like, for example... Like the mic that I'm using, I think was like 60 bucks. It's a USB mic that you plug into your computer. Um, The headphones I already had, you know, I recommend having some kind of setup that's, you know, but you can easily do that under $100. Um, So I recommend, you know, maybe starting with $100 and going from there, you don't have to have like a broadcast radio station type of studio with, you know, top of the line equipment and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, no, you can do like a gentle launch. I think the most important thing definitely is that mic because the listener experience is really important. Not just the, not just the guests, but the sound. If you hear, you know, in the background, because there's some kind of distraction, um, people are going to turn it off and you also can't afford those bad reviews. Can you? Mm -hmm. You know, people, people respond quicker to something negative. There's those negative posters still out there, you know, that love to drive, you know, drive the drama and talk about how horrible your audio was. So, you know, if, if you don't have something pretty clean, uh, you, you might not want to drop it because you Mm -hmm. might get those negative responses and people unsubscribing. So if that means you just have 10 minutes of something clean, put it out there. You don't have to go an hour. I'm not into hour long podcasts. You and I have actually been talking way longer than I usually like to. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. But um, I think you definitely demonstrated the power of podcasting for business. And I really appreciate it, Sarah. Um, As we wrap the show, I'm going to have uh, in show notes, of course, how to connect with you. But for our radio-only listeners, what's the best way to connect with you? Sure. So if they want to check out the podcast, Frugalpreneur, the website is just frugal.show. And then if someone is interested in launching a podcast or needs help with an existing podcast, uh, the website for that is thepodplanet.com. And then I have free eBooks um, at thepodplanet.com forward slash free book that are specifically about podcasting. Wonderful. Sarah, thank you so much for being here and being a wonderful inspiration to our listeners who are thinking about starting a podcast or growing one. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for having me. And this has been the Be Bold Show for Women Entrepreneurs.